tempo. Okay, beginning, a middle, and an end. All right, so we got, we got a story has a beginning, a story has a middle, and a story has an end. Okay, how does a story usually start out? Uh, so there is, there is a, an, an introduction, a description. You've got to set the scene. You've got to set the plot up. Okay, so that's the beginning. Uh, what happens shortly after the beginning in a, in a good story? There's a conflict, right? A conflict develops. The conflict, is, the conflict is the hook that's sitting there, and as soon as you see the conflict, you're like, i got to see what happens at the end, right? i got to see how this conflict is resolved. So there's a beginning, an introduction, there's a conflict, and then what happens after the conflict? So you have all this, like, we'll call it a battle, right? Trying to resolve the conflict, and then eventually the conflict is resolved, and either the protagonist or the antagonist wins in the end, right? And most stories, the, the protagonist, that's the good guy, wins. Uh, because that's, that's what we like to see, right? So in most stories, the, the protagonist will win. And then what happens after this? We call it the climax, right? When the conflict is resolved one way or the other. And what happens after the climax of the story? The falling or the resolution happens. And then what happens after the resolution? Nothing. The end credits, right? End scene. Okay. How many of those stories are in the Bible? It's one story. And so this semester, this fall semester, I want to show you, like walk through the different parts of the story and show you how it all connects together. Like the Bible is one story consisting of a beginning, a conflict that is introduced, which we're going to look at today. It builds up to a climax and then there is a resolution and an ending. It is one story that folds together. What happens at the beginning of the story we find in the Bible. The beginning. The beginning does happen in the beginning. In fact, look at this. Look at this right here. <laughs> beginning. <laughs> in, the, in the beginning, this is Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? So this is where we find the beginning of the story, and we are introduced to the main character, who is God, right? Um, you guys know that we're not the main characters, right? There's the main character is God. And God creates the heavens and the earth. In chapters 1 and 2 in Genesis, we see God creating everything. Uh, the scene is being set to introduce the conflict. God creates everything. Uh, everything is, is good. In fact, God looks at it and he calls it very good. He creates humankind in his image to rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. And he looks at it and he says, this is very good. When we get to chapter 3, and Adam and Eve do what? They sin against God, right? They sin against God. And what happens as a, and what happens as a result of their sin? We'll read about it right here. This is in Genesis chapter 3, starting in verse 17. To Adam, God said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it, cursed is the ground because of you. This is not good, right? So we have this perfect world, this world that according to God is very good, and we have people sin. And then as a result of people sinning, the ground is cursed. Because of Adam's action, the ground is cursed. 
and toil, which is a negative term as well, and toil you will eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat the bread. You will have to work really hard in order to get your, your food now, right? Till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, from the ground, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. You're going to die. God creates a perfect world, creates people to live in this perfect world, and people mess it up. As a result of people messing it up, now people are going to die, and now the ground is cursed. The conflict is introduced. What happens toward the end of any story with the conflict is resolved. And so we are given the beginning of the story here. Uh, Moses never records the end of this story, right? It takes, takes a couple thousand years, um, maybe three or so thousand years, for somebody to finally record the end of the story. But Moses clues us in as to what's going on, what the, what the story is going to encompass. Like, God created everything good, and here's the conflict. The conflict for, for all of history is there's this existence of this thing called death that is not good. And the hero, who is the main character, and he is... Who's the main character? God. God will be the one to end this conflict, to resolve the, the conflict, to finally remove death. Right? Even Paul says in 1 Corinthians that the final enemy to be defeated is death. And we get to the end of Revelation, and John writes, there will be no more crying, there will be no more death in the resurrection when everything is resolved, when the, when the end comes, when the end of the story comes, right? There will be no more death. So, so God quite literally, throughout the whole story, is taking steps to defeat death, do away with the curse that humanity brought upon the earth. This is the story. And in verse 20, verses 20 and 21, we see, that, we see the hope that God gives here, even in the beginning. Now, the man called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all the living. So even though death has entered into human history, now, and now people die. Eve is still called the mother of all the living, which means there is a sort of life that is to be had for the children of Eve. And the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, foreshadowing the way that he will finally defeat death in Christ and the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He made garments of skin, slaughtering an animal, life for life, and he clothed them. He clothes Adam and Eve. But now there is this conflict. I want you to know something about this, the story of the Bible. The one story that all of Scripture tells. Every step of the way, when we get to the flood, which is what we're going to look at next week, right? And we get to the Tower of Babel, and we get to uh, Abraham, Right, and we get to uh, Moses himself. We get to Joshua, and we get to the the prophets, and we get to 
the kings, and then we finally like get to the New Testament when when Jesus is born. You want to pick that up for me? Thank you so much. When we finally get to the New Testament when Jesus is born, and then he gives his life, right, the climax of the story, and like the animal here in this passage, his life is traded for, for ours, right? It's a substitution that's taking place. Um, and then he ascends into heaven, and there's a, a time for resolution, and then, and then the end comes. Every, thank you, sir. Um, every step of the way, God is building toward something. He's building toward a, an, an end goal. Like, God is doing this for a reason, and he is the hero of the story. Uh, who is the protagonist in the story? So God is the hero, right? So he would be one protagonist. Who's the other protagonist? Okay, so Jesus, Jesus is God, right? So he's, he's still the hero. Who's the other protagonist? People are the ones striving to overcome death. Now, we ultimately cannot do it, right? God is the hero. He will do that on our behalf in Jesus Christ. Who is the antagonist? Okay, uh, Satan, the serpent, as he's introduced here in Genesis chapters 1 through 3, uh, the serpent and his children, right, are the antagonists of the story. So there's this conflict, uh, the children of the, the woman against the children of the serpent, and God is the hero, and ultimately, at the climax of the story, who wins? Okay, God, right? He's the hero of the story. This story is good news. This is not one of those lame stories where everybody dies, okay? Uh, that's, that is such good news. Like, God is actually working towards something, and he is the hero, which means quite a lot of people will experience life. Now, there will be some people who do not, right? There will be a lot of people who do not experience life, but there will be a lot of people who do experience life as a result of God's work, his heroism, um, his sending his son to die on a cross for, 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 for his people, ultimately for, for humanity, right? Um, when it comes to the story of the Bible, have you ever thought about it being one single story, or, or have you always thought about it being like disconnected stories about different people? Disconnected. Most people do think about the, the Bible and all the stories as disconnected, uh, even uh, growing up in Sunday school, it's not taught this way, uh, but it almost seems to us this way because we have the, you know, the, little, the little posters on the wall in the children's Sunday school classrooms that have all the different stories. You've got Samson and Deliah. You've got Joshua and Jericho. You have uh, Jesus and the, and the Pharisees. You have the raising of Lazarus. You have the, the Great Flood. You have Noah and the Flood, or Noah's Ark is what it's called, right? Um, and you see all of these stories, and they're all really disconnected. Um, but moving forward, especially like, like moving from this week into next week, uh, I, want, I want us to really pay attention to how all of these stories are actually connected into one unit. Because if we, if we look at the creation account, right, and we say this is its own story, all we have is the beginning, there's no conflict, there's no climax, there's no resolution. You're just left thinking, okay, so what? And sadly, when most people read the Bible, they read one story or, or one perceived story, right? And they say, okay, so what? So what if the earth was created? So what if there was a flood? Uh, so what if there was this historical figure named Jesus, right? 
But when we look at the story as one unit, and when we look at the whole Bible as one unit, one story being told by many different authors inspired by God over a great amount of time, and they're all telling the same story, or just in different parts of the story, it means a lot more to us. Um, so I, I think it'll be good for us to, to look at this and to see this on Wednesday night. I know we're like, just introduced the conflict. This is like when you start watching a television show, right? And you get like through the first episode and there's a cliffhanger. Nothing has been resolved, right? Or it's like the end of the first season and nothing gets resolved. And there's a cliffhanger and you have to wait six more months to like get the next part of the story. Like People sinned. There is death. What will God do about it, right? Okay. <laughs> to be continued. That's right. Uh, you guys have any, any questions?